So you, you, you really, you can't miss, you, you really shouldn't miss church because you never know. Because you, you never, you never know. Something might just happen and change your whole life forever. Because it's not a man-made, it's not a, a man-run thing. Amen? See, it's run by the Spirit. So we bless the Lord for whatever he's doing. Amen? You wouldn't say that I was, I'm the, I was who I was the past seven days. You wouldn't say, I'm sure my wife is shocked. Uh, because she's been nursing me. You must have a wife in life. <laughs> Amen. She's shocked. I myself wouldn't even say. The way I was the last seven days, my God, praise the Lord. Amen. It just shows the anointing works. And then it leaves again, and then it might go back to how you were before. Praise the Lord. We bless the Lord. Amen. So God strengthens you just to minister to the people, and then it takes you back. It's how God is. Amen. You do know the Lord, man. I know you know him a little. He's put you through some stuff. Amen. Uh, I said Matthew chapter. Matthew. Matthew 12, right? Matthew 12. Well, uh, the books are here, okay? The book is here. The prosperity book, all right? Oh, Mike, Mike bought one. So this is the prosperity book that I've been telling you about for the last couple of uh, months now. It's here, all right? This is the work of three years. Three years of disobedience and obedience. <laughs> trying to give up, trying to... Uh, you know, when, when you when you... When you accomplish some, something like this, this, you don't really, you appreciate it, but you appreciate what went through this more than the actual product. Because when you look at, when I look at this, I see three years of suffering. You know, suffering to write the hours, the sleepless nights, you know, the wanting to give up, they're leaving it for six months, eight months, and then you get something like this. And like I said, this, like I said to you, this is probably for me, you know, this is probably one of my most important contributions to the body of Christ. Because in here is the overflow can see it. Maybe you can pass it around so that they can see what I'm talking. Because in here is everything God has taught me about, okay, not everything, but 
sad. Most of what God has taught me about wealth and his will for his people to be prosperous. So this will not make you wealthy, all right? But it will prepare you for it. It will give you a mindset like none other. If, if you read this book, if you buy this book and read it, but it's top quality, yeah? What do you think? It's top quality. I left that junk, <laughs> those junk printers, I left them. Uh, so to, to discover new guys. So get the book if you want it, okay? Get the book if you want it. And also the, the Haga book is also changed, alright? The Haga book is also changed. The, the burden of a prophet is also changed. It's more like prophecy, you know? You see, it looks more prophecy. I mean, it looks more like a, you know, kind of the book you'd read. Praise the Lord. So get, get, these, get these books if you, if you need them, if you want them. Uh, there are five all in all. Ne? Yeah. Which one? Yeah, don't go ahead. We still go to the pricing. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> we, we, we're still trying to sell value here. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. So, oh, they, they can't see the prophet, uh, the burden of a prophet. So it won't give you the, the, the things that it has given you, right? So, yeah. Grab your, grab your copies if you, if you need them, uh, if you want them. I'd, 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 I'd advise that if you're, like I said, if you're HST, get this. All right, get this because uh, they'll change your life. Especially, in fact, all of them, all of them. These these books, these three books, I wrote because God's people need to know how to meditate. All right, they need to know how to meditate. So we we did these books so that uh, you can learn and know and also benefit spiritually from these. So this. Is the latest edition, all right? I'll just give it around to pass by so that the people can see. If you want it, get to know, all right? So what I'm gonna do is that I'm creating a, a store, okay? Uh, if you want it, you go to the store, you just order it there, you make your payment there, and then you'll get your book here in church, all delivered to you, all right? Amen. It's, I'm avoiding all this order and people not paying, and there are people who took, my, who took my books and they haven't paid. Or I forgive you because those books are crap, but you must pay because you'll get them back. Amen. Praise the Lord. So uh, I'll pass this around so that the people can check. Now, this, this is the quality you get at all Kumbuk, exclusive uh, book level, all right? Even, even much better. And uh, just think about it. I, you see, in life, in life, it's not about what you know or what you can or cannot do. In life is about being open to the Spirit of God. It's about being open to the Spirit of God. If you are open to the Spirit of God, you can do anything. He can empower you to do anything. I'm not a graphic designer. I did this myself. Every single, every single thing, from book design to uh, from book design to cover every single thing you see there, I did it myself. Because the Spirit of God asked for me to do it, all right? 
So get your copy. Uh, if you want a copy for now, come to Neo, all right? Come to Neo, pay the money, get your copy. God bless you. You can let it pass around. Amen. Even this. Mike, I gave you yours? All right. I said Matthew chapter number? <coughs> oh, Matthew 12. I'm sure you're tired of being broke, right? You tired, ne? Yeah? I'm sure you're tired, ne? That's why I wrote that book. That's why I wrote that book for you. So that you can say bye-bye to poverty. You see, poverty scratched out there. How's that one? <laughs> How, how's that one? How's that one? Poverty scratched out there. Hell no poverty. Amen. Praise the Lord. So Matthew chapter number 12, okay? So the last one to see it must bring it, let it come back. Matthew 12, okay? I have now 10 copies of, of the, the, the new book, all right? I have, no, I have nine. Yeah, I have nine copies. You can grab them if you want, okay? Yeah, 320, no? 320. So I had some, I had some printers uh, that were charging me of the, you know, crazy overhead. So uh, I needed to sort that out. But I got new ones, the ones that did these, these ones. Uh, they're quite relatively good. Because I was scared because the ones that charged me here were charging me like, they were charging me the price of the book that you buy at the store. And you can't do that when you're uh, trying to mass produce, right? You're losing and you will be killing your people. I think it's a fair price. I think, all right? For something that can make you a millionaire, I think 340 is a fair price. What do you think? Is this a fair price? No, right. Who wants to buy it for 500? <laughs> Murutu is a book. Now I'm auctioning it for 10,000 now. 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> you know the churches? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So I'm about to disappoint the Murutu. But no, buy it for 10,000, Pastor. Maybe I should be one of those, one of those pastors. Maybe I think I'd have money. Oh. Praise the Lord. I'd, I'd have money, yeah? My books are gaffel, I know so. No, I'm gaffel, me. Or no, bundle, bundle 41,000. Come on, it will change you, it will change you. Jesus is in it. <laughs> 12, 4, chapter 12, God bless. You there? You, you there? Okay, chapter 12, verse number 33. <clears throat> so last week I, I, I started teaching you on using your words to make a living. Uh, it sounded strange, isn't it? Or using your words as a way of as a way of life, <coughs> right? Okay, pause on 
by visa. Matthew, fly over to Luke chapter 18. Quickly, I just want to show you something there. Luke chapter 18, verse number 1. You there? Okay. Let's read verse 1, please. Then the corner seats. Then let, 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 let's find it and read it. So, so he spoke a parable to them. And the theme of the parable, or the message of the parable, was that man ought always to man ought always to pray and not lose wow man ought always not sometimes but always to pray so man was engineered with the ability to pray not Christian. Not Christian. Not Christian. He didn't say that Christians ought always to pray. He said man. So he's talking about the entire species of man. They were designed by God to pray with the ability to pray. You understand? So man was coded within himself with the ability and the capability to pray. The emphasis is not on the action of prayer. The emphasis is on the nature of prayer. Hmm. Pastor, what do you mean? The action of prayer is what you're doing, right? When you're praying. The nature of prayer is what constitutes prayer. The constituency of prayer is what? Huh? What constitutes prayer? How do you or how do we know that you are praying? Or how do you know when you are praying? Yeah? How do you know when you are praying? Hello? How do you know when you are praying? Do you know when you are praying? So if I say let's pray now, when you pray. So by what means or by what do you know that you are praying? What is the thing that tells you that, oh, now I am praying? You can put it over there, thank you. <coughs> Come on now. Yeah? When you are praying, what do you do? Yeah? You speak, right? So, you, the nature of prayer is what? The nature of prayer is what? So, the action of prayer is speaking. Its nature, its constituency is what? Is what? Is what? Is what? So, Jesus is saying, 
that man ought always to speak and not faint. He's telling you something that you were built for speaking. Alright? Prayer here is when man talks to God, right? When, when man communes with God. So he's telling me and you that man ought always, always to speak and not lose heart. So there is the object of your prayer or the subject of your prayer, right? Where or to whom your prayer is focused on, which is God, right? There is that element. But the foundation of prayer is speech. So man ought always to speak. Dead men don't talk. Right? Dead men don't. So Jesus says to speak or to pray and not lose heart. So when you are praying, right, you are requesting God's Something, again, let's just say you are requesting God for a job, right? So he says, you ought to pray and not give up. Why not give up? Why not faint? Why must you pray and not faint? Anybody can Jump in there and give something. Why should you pray and not give up? Okay, let's read the parable. Alright? Let's read the parable. Let's read it. Are you there? Let's read from verse 1. Yeah, there was a who? A judge. There was who? And who again? Yeah. And there was a? There was a judge. And there was a widow. The judge had no regard for? And for? So this was a sick, sick judge. No regard for man, no regard for God. Yeah, let's read. Yeah. Did you hear that? The, this judge had no she did not have any regard for any man or any God. Didn't fear God, didn't fear man. But there was this widow who came pestering him every single day. And what was she looking for? Justice. Right? She said, give me justice. Give me justice. Give me justice. And he started to get to this guy. 
And this guy said, though I do not regard men nor God, lest this woman continually weary me, I will give her what she wants. Did you hear that? So what, what Jesus communicating here? The importance of persevering in prayer. Right? The importance of persevering in prayer. So he says, and he uses an evil judge to portray something here. Alright? Let's continue reading. Then the Lord then the Lord said, yeah, hear, hear what the unjust say. Focus on what he's saying. Yeah? Did you hear that? He, he, says, he, says, he says, listen to this unjust judge. Listen to what he says. He says, shall not God avenge the elect who cry to him day and night? Yeah? Though he bears long with them. Though he bears long with them. Yeah. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. He will do what? So, so he will avenge them speedily, but they must persevere in prayer. What's going on here? Why the persistency? The persevering in prayer when God, being better than the wicked judge, will avenge his elect speedily when they cry to him day and night. There must be a reason, right? Because if, if, if he avenges me, if he will avenge me speedily, then I don't need to persevere, right? Correct? But that's, Jesus seems to imply that when you pray, you must not lose heart. When you pray, you must not lose, your heart must not fail. Why? Why? Because the circumstances that needs to be arranged in your favor may be rebellious. Much more than what you are asking for is involved in the answering of certain prayers. Right? For instance, Jesus never struggled in healing the sick, right? Because it was something directed to them. It was either because of sin or because of whatever happened, right? It was directed to them. But circumstances that involved other parties required something else. Right? I'll give you an example. The centurion comes to Jesus and he says to him, Hey, my servant is sick. Come heal him. Jesus says, I will come. Then he says, No, 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 I don't need you to come. I also remember the authority here. What I need you to do is speak the word because I say this to them under me and they do it. And Jesus said, mm, wow. 
wow, great is your faith. Then he spoke about Abraham and stuff, right? And then he said, go your way. Your servant is healed. And when he left and discovered when he was healed, it was at the very same time that Jesus said, go, your servant was healed. Now, the, 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 the healing of the man was caused not by Jesus, but by his master. The master was the protagonist, not Jesus. Because if the master had not the faith, he would not have been healed. Same thing again with uh, uh, the Syrophoenician woman. Her daughter was at another location. Jesus was here. Jesus couldn't do anything except something was given, which was what? Faith. So the persistency in prayer has nothing to do with how long God takes, but with what? The building, the strengthening of our own faith. So it, it, it sometimes takes more time to build faith or to have faith. That's why you stay in prayer. Okay, read the next verse, you'll see it. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? So with all of this persisting, will you get to the place of faith? You see that? So you persist in prayer, not for the sake of persistency, but because of your faith. God has no problems answering you. What is a factor here is your so he says man ought always to pray and not faint and not lose heart and come to the point of doubt and unbelief because God avenges the elect who cry to him day and night. Now let's read Matthew chapter 12. So you were born to talk. You see that? You were born to? You were born to? You were born to talk. You were born to talk. Chapter 12. Let's read. 12 verse number. <coughs> yep, let's read it. Now, how do you make the tree good? And how do you make the tree bad? <laughs> For a tree is known by its fruit, right? How is a tree made bad? How is a tree made good? Verse 34. Let's read. So, so, so. So, so how can, he's, he's asking these Pharisees, right? The context is about them saying that Jesus is casting out devils by devils. That angered Jesus, right? And he went on a rant. And he started bashing them, bashing them, bashing them. And then Jesus says, 
You brood of vipers. You generation of vipers. How can you being evil speak good things? He's telling them it's impossible for you to, for anything good to come out of you. You are evil. Then he says to them, for out of the abundance of the, the mouth. So what does that tell us about the heart? What does that tell us about the heart of man? The heart of man is where words dwell. And it is only what the heart is full of that comes out of our mouths. And that's one of the reasons why prayer in the spirit does not come from the heart, but the spirit. Do you, do you understand that? Okay. Proverbs chapter 4. So he says, out of the abundance, out of the fullness of your heart, what your heart is full of is what your heart will release. So really, the focus here should not really be on here, but on the cardia. Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 24, 23. Proverbs 4, 23. Are you there? Let's read verse 20. I said Proverbs what? Oh, oh, no. Let's read 20, chapter 23 first and then let's go to 24. Chapter 23 of Proverbs. Chapter 23. Verse 7. Let's read. For as he thinks in his as he thinks in his as he thinks look at, look at where thoughts originate from and look at where words originate from. Alright? Look at thoughts, look at words, and look at where they originate from. It says, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. He didn't say mind. He didn't say soul. He said in his heart. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. Mm, all right, chapter 4, let's go. Chapter 4. Verse 23. So I want us to say here a little bit. Ne? Chapter 4, verse 23. Are we there? Let's read it, please. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of. Oh, okay. Let's find other translations, right? So, who, who, who has a different translation? NLT, NIV, ESV, uh, whatever. Something that's not King James or New King James. Read, just read out. Alright? Verse 23. Above all else, yeah. guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Above all else. Above all else. Guard your for everything you do flows from 
somebody else. Guard your heart above all else. Guard your heart above all else. For it determines the course of your life. For it, de oh, it determines the course of your life. Mm. Something else. Apart from the yep. Guard your <clears throat> guard your affections. Guard your affections. Oh. Guard your affections for the influence, everything else in your, your affections. Why affections? And who are God having affections? Okay, let's find out, right? Because it's something important. Okay? It's something in? Guard your affections. So, affections. Oh, let's find What does affections mean? So let's go to Philippians. Philippians chapter 1, verse number 8. Are we there? Are we there? Verse 8, let's read. <coughs> Oi! With what? With the affection of Christ Jesus. The word there is splatna. Or splatnon. Alright? Splatnon means the bowels. You know bowels? Yeah? So he says, how, how I what? Ah, long for you with the bowels of Christ. Bowels is spleen, spleen, like la, city la spleen again. Again? So he, he, here he's not referring literally to your bowels. Again? Again, when you talk about bowel movement, <laughs> he's not referring to the physical bowel. It's a metaphorical communication. So he's talking about the center or the seat. Of what? Of emotion. The seat of, of feelings. So here's talking about the deep feelings of Christ. Right? And this is where the heart is located. Ooh. Now the Bible talks about spirit, soul, and not about the again. Man is what? Spirit, soul, and body. The spirit is not the heart. Because they don't share the same word. The, the word for spirit is numa. The word for heart is kadia. Right? Because, oh, if, if, if spirit and heart were the same thing, then that means we have, a, we have trouble when Jesus said, out of the heart proceeds fornication. Now... <laughs> oh, let's go there. Let's read it. <laughs> let's read it. If the spirit and the heart are the same thing, then really trouble more in biblical. Matthew 15. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. But I think it is. Ne? Am I right? Yeah, I'm, I'm right. 11. Matthew 15, chapter 15, verse 11. Let's read. 
Not what goes into Not what goes into Tifaze So Kolobe does nothing to a man That's what Jesus is saying Kolobe goes into the mouth Again Pig It goes into the Again What is religion dangerous here? Yeah? Again La Baiti Jesus says, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man. Right? But what comes out of the mouth does what? Ooh. What? What comes out of the mouth defiles a man. So what you say in Gauchila Fat? Imagine what comes out of your mouth. Can chilafata you? Can either chilafata you or washifata you? So your mouth ki washi ni? how? Ah, mzalwan. Yes. Mlobo how ki washi ni wamilwa how? Ki washi ni ya? Ki? It sounds more deeper. <laughs> okay, okay, Hebrews, 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 ah, Lambilis alone. Hebrews, Hebrews. Ah, darling, then it was an elderly look to Hikti. You there? Hebrews chapter 10 and then we'll go back to Matthew 15. Remember our story go Proverbs. Ne? You there? Ash, ash, ash. Verse 22. Let us draw near with the true one yeah. Yeah. Having a having a heart what? Actually, you having a heart what? What did you sprinkle again? Having a heart showered. Just just put shower there. Having a heart what? From an evil and our bodies that what? With what? So he says your body, your body and your own conscience can be showered with what? Pure water. Let's find out what pure water is. Let's go. Let's go, let's go, go, go there, go there. Go there, come on, Ephesians. Ephesians 5. Come on, you slow. How long have you been Christian? <laughs> Ephesians 5, let's read. Are you there? Ephesians 5. You there? Verse number 26. That he might sanctify her and 
cleanse her, who? The church, right? With what? The washing of water, which is? Oh. See that? So, Mlomo how Ki washing li, ki shawara, and ki vacuum. That's what the Bible says. So if you want to clean your soul, you use what? Wow. If you want to clean your conscience, you use what? If you want to clean your body, you use what? If you're going to defile your body, you're going to use what? Wow. Ephesians, I mean, Matthew. I just wanted to substantiate that because people will think I'm making it up. Jesus said they are cleansed in John 15 because of what? The words which I speak. Pure water. Matthew 15. We, we, we back there? Matthew 15 what? Uh, Matthew 15, 11, right? Not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth. This defiles a Man, so now Jesus is going to explain this because his disciples didn't understand nothing that they said. You know, when the apostles started, you know, put them back, they were, it was tough for them. So Jesus said, Okay, then let's read verse 15. <laughs> Peter, 45 years old. You always see that sometimes when people don't understand things, you know, how they teach. Peter was there. Then Peter answered and said to him, explain this parable to us. <laughs> so Jesus is like, are you also without understanding? Are you also without understanding? Or shock? I think you know what happened? I think when Jesus was teaching, the disciples were standing there like they were about to the chest. Verse 17. So, <laughs> verse 17. Verse 17. Do, do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth, I just explain biology. Just all explain biology. Do you not understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? Ashwajis, 101 biology. What enters the mouth who goes into the and it is How did Jesus know it is eliminated if he himself didn't eliminate it? So you people must not make Jesus much more than he was when he walked the earth. He was a human being. Yeah. Toilet why you eat. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But those things, verse 18, but those things, yeah, Mr. Ban, how about it? God forbid, Jesu, Jesu toilet I eat, the holy son of God. Mara, he was a human being. That, that's what I get up. Jesu, that's what I get up. That's what I get up, Jesu. Zalapa just Zarobala just that toilet 
So imagine the Dalla Bolo Bola and then all of a sudden you 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 can't go anywhere. You need to go outside the camp. <laughs> so you need to you need to run outside the camp, outside the camp, dig up Mkoti, help yourself, and then come back. Because it was profanity. Right? But the, but Jesus was a human being. So Zaniya Kaidi is just a high. And then all the he's the he's the one that tells us all these things. Is eliminated. Pastor, how can you talk about this? How Pastor Marawo? I seen Nagi equating by me. Jesus, what goes into the mouth goes into the stomach and is what? Eliminated. is a much realer version. Don't you see? that anything that you eat passes through the digestive tract and it is excreted. That's a, a much stronger one. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. So we, 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 we done with this thing. Jesus was a human being. And toilet Zayit. Referred it. Amen. So just what the Lord said, they don't defile a man. Alright? Eating pig, what what that's your choice. That's nothing to you. Okay, it might mara. It doesn't define you. Verse 18. Mara referred it to Okay. Jason Zaragita. Jason Zalap. Jason Zaroban. Jason Zatoilet. So, verse 18. But those things which proceed out of the mouth. So, the mouth intakes and the mouth also says those things which proceed out of the mouth come from so, more are the mind. What I just hurry the mind, hurry the soul. Are those things which come out of the mouth? They come from the heart. So everything a man speaks comes from where? How from You're always talking from the bottom of your heart. Let's let's hurry to a little more. I just want to tell you from the bottom of my heart. You are always saying from the bottom of your heart. Praise the Lord. Oh, what, what, just are you And it comes from the? What you say comes from the? So, oh, 
This is deep. You'll hear in a few minutes. So, let's read. So, those things which proceed out of the mouth, they come from God. And they define a man. For out of the proceeds what? But now where your thoughts are coming from, Papa? They don't come from your mind. They go to your mind. Where they come from is from the heart. Out of the heart proceeds evil, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. Now, if you are in Christ, can those things come from your spirit? No. So the spirit and the heart cannot be the same faculty. You see that? So the spirit is something different and the heart is something different. Wow. Really? Yeah. Kadia. Kadia is, is the center. So you've got, you've got, you've got in the physiology of man, right? You've got spirit, which is on top, right? And then you've got the filter, which is the heart. And you've got the soul, and you've got the body. So in Christianity, really, because we don't understand anything about the heart, we, we jump it. But the heart really is, is the dimension of man that is responsible for creation. Okay, uh, Peter. And then we'll go back to Proverbs. Hallelujah. I must find it first. There are too many verses in the Bible. I'm, I'm blaming the pastor for not knowing everything. There are too many. Too many. Amen. It's too many. You try. Praise the Lord. Verse chapter 1. 1 Peter. Chapter 1, verse 13. Even Jesus opened Isaiah. He had to find it. The Bible said he found <laughs> That's what the Bible says. He found where it was written. He found. He found. So these things we find. We know in part. Verse 13. Obviously, we know more than others, but it's in part. Therefore, stop there. Therefore, do what? That's powerful. Gird up what? The? 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 The lions. The lions. What? The in 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 Holy Spirit's tabernacle we holistic. Retro supplement for deficit in scholastic. So loins, king loins. What are the loins? Yeah. What are the loins? King king the the sheep. Wow, Chris, the heap, the heap. The what? So the loins refers to this part over here, right? So normally when they refer to loins, it's actually the, the part 
of a man or woman that is responsible for reproduction. Okay? So, there, the word loins actually refers to the procreative center or the procreative power. Alright? The power of a woman is in her loins. The power of a man is in his loins. So the Bible says, gird up the procreative center or the procreative power of your dianoia or your heart. So he's saying there is a part of you that is responsible for creation. Now, we can't argue with that because every woman has the ability to create. Every man has the ability to create. Whether or not you experimented in that field is besides the point. In you is imbued with the capabilities to create a species after your likeness. Correct? Correct? So man is procreative. But here he's not talking about those uh, asexual uh, uh, reproduction uh, systems. He's talking about another system that is responsible for creation. And he says, you must protect that procreative center in your life. And by now we know what that procreative center is. It's not here, it's the heart. Because it is from the affections where all things in your life springs from. Now let's go back to uh, Proverbs chapter 14. Now we're going to fly. Jokes aside, it's time to lift off. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Prepare for lift off. <laughs> Amen. Praise, praise. I get the boiler in some Presbyterian. Comparable proverbs, chapter number four. Sensitive, Basalone, Arevo, Arevale, boring. The truth is, it's boring. Chapter four. But I wish Chapter 4, 
verse number good to you are Praise the Lord. So what are we reading? Chapter 20 again. Chapter 20, chapter 4, verse 23 again. Let's read it. Keep your heart with all diligence. And then we were reading Mr. Bali's version. Is it your heart, Mr. Bali? Guard your affections, yeah? Yeah. Guard your affections, yeah. Come on, come on, Mandela, come on. Baba, come on. Utata, utata, kuluwa manch. Baba, let us my people. Let's read them. Baba, guard your affection. Guard your affections, for it influences everything else in your life. Somebody else, because before I start giving you my own, you know, Renale standardization, Renale pastors versions. The Omo Mama, when I have Africans, Africans, come on, Auntie. Oh, she did read it. Okay. Okay. Come on, sorry, Zulu. Oh, Mama Sang. I'll sleep long Yes? Oh, oh, right, sorry. Oh, sorry, English. English, English. Okay. English. So it says, keep your heart with all, for out of it spring the issues of. Wow, okay. So the word there, issues, is kind of misleading, right? Because it suggests already out of your heart, what are the issues? Always, when I'm going how issue is. Again, and why it's issue? Issue is problem. But it's not staying there. Right? The word issues there is the Hebrew word tzau tzau. It's like some Chinese tzau tzau. Alright? Tzau tzau is T S A W T S A W. Wow, Chris, the speed of the spirit. Tzau means. Who can tell me tzau what tzau means? Okay, nobody. Tatao means boundaries, right? Limitations. Okay? So let's read there and replace issues with Tatao, right? So put there, guard your heart. Let's go. Guard your heart with all, with all diligence because out of it are the Tatao of life. Let's read it again. Keep your heart with all diligence, yeah? For out of it are the tatao's of life. 
Let's read it again. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the tatals of life. So the tatals of life come from where? The heart. The heart, right? So let's remove tatal and put there boundaries. Ne? Boundaries of your life. Ne? Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the boundaries of life. Mm. So now, now something begins to click. Pelea kebo talk. What? Pelea how? Ebo? Now let's put limitation. Right? Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the limitations of life. Then the last one, outgoings. Now, now, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are now, 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 that one is the deepest of them all. Outgoings. Say it after me. Outgoings. Huh? So, your life comes out of your heart. So everything in your life, Mamti, everything, everything in your life today came from your heart. So the outgoings of your life are determined by your heart. Now it changes everything. Now this is no longer about your mother, your father, your grandmother. Who loved you? Who left you? Who killed you? It's no longer about that. Now, it's about something, a device installed by God within you. A system installed by God within you that predetermines every single thing in your life to this day. Ah, Ecclesiastes. You thought I was going to say it wrong. <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know what's wrong to you. When I was like, it is East. Ecclesiastes. May refer strings more because Bananore, you know, are serious. And serious. Ecclesiastes. Chapter number uh, Mike is chapter number one because giddy 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 dimensions how to that chapter three yeah 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 chapter three Ecclesiastes chapter three let me do my body rather say and there's a time for everything right up to he has made everything beautiful in his time. <laughs> Chapter 3. Come on, you. Chapter 3. Praise the Lord. Christian, our jail. 
with which the sons of men are to be occupied. Verse 11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Right? Also, this is God. Also, he has put... Also, he has... Okay, let's, let's read that verse again. He has made also, also, he has put, he has installed the thing called eternal. The word there is olam. Olam means world without end. He, the Bible, the Bible. This is the Bible. All right. This is, now we're serious. Ne? This is the Bible. And the Bible is showing you and me about the magnitude of your heart. What your heart is able to contain. Your heart. He says he has put God, God, God. He has put, he has installed eternity in your heart. He says he has put eternity in your heart. He has installed within your heart alarm. So your heart has the capacity to contain eternity. Your heart has the capacity to contain a world without time. A world without end. Your heart. God has put in your heart eternity for, for, for what God why would God go to the the length of placing in my heart this human frail in this human frail body eternity for what reason for what reason within a man is the very constituencies of foreverness No wonder he says to you and me, guard your heart. 
No wonder he says to you and me, garrison your heart, protect your heart, keep your heart. If there's anything you're going to protect, build a hedge around, it's your heart. Because from your heart are the towns, the boundaries, the limitations, the outflows and outgoings of life. Everything God is going to do in your life is going to start in the heart. Everything you're going to become in this dimension is going to start in your heart. So what God does is that he places destiny in the heart. And then over time, he trains your mouth for the language to exude it, to manifest it. Look at Jesus. The Bible says he was the word made flesh. We beheld him, the glory as of the only begotten. When he walked the streets of Galilee, the Bible tells us that he saw the issues of man with words. What came out of his heart? He says, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Telling us that if anything in our lives is going to change, a, car, a configuration in the heart must take place and it must be exuded through the mouth. We are what has come out of our hearts. And what has come out of our hearts will be told by our words. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You speak who you are. You can't speak any other thing. So if, if your external environment is going to change, there is going to be a need for an internalization of what? Of life, of glory, of the word, of the living God. Either make the tree bad and its fruit bad, or make the tree good and its fruit good. You can make the tree bad, you can make the tree good. She says, a good man, out of the good treasures of his heart, bringeth forth good things. An evil man, out of the evil treasures of his heart, bringeth forth evil things. This is not just about saying one thing bad. No, it's about a language you have developed over time that has configured and programmed your entire system. Why? It's because you have not got your heart. You have not protected your heart. He says, from where? Imagine if you knew, if you knew that your heart the heart, the heart that you possess, the heart that God has given you is the place where everything, everything in your life, everything in your life can be created from. How would you treat it? Jesus says, everything proceeds from the heart. Everything proceeds from the heart. Let me show you something in Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. Your heart is the center of your life. I always say to you, if you've never been in America in your heart, your feet will never step foot there. Your heart determines everything. It, it, it is the blueprint. The blueprint according to... Uh, it, it, is, it is the pattern by which your physical life is built.
when the Bible says, and God rested. Have you ever read that and wonder to yourself, but now I can't tell you what I'm saying. I can't tell you what I'm saying. I can't see God going, going under the sea. Did you? But the Bible says, and God rested from his work. You know the word work there? You know what it means? Labor. Toil. God rested from his toil. From his labor. He labored. Six days. He labored. He labored. The Bible says God labored. You can't tell me that talking is not working. Because God worked. The Bible tells us God worked. And all God did was that he spoke. He called. He saw that it was good. And if that constitutes work to God, it must constitute work to his creatures. He says, let us make men in our image and after our likeness. Let them do what we do. Let them, look, the, what was Adam's assignment in the garden? What is the first thing that we see Adam doing in the garden? What was Adam's work in the garden? The Bible says that God brought forth the beast to see what Adam would call them. And whatever Adam called them, that was its name. He did what God did. We've been working wrongly. We do before we say. We try and act before we speak. We try and speak before we construct the words. But God is saying you can make a living out of your words. Your way of life. Your way of life. Think about it. All, all prophets have to do, all prophets have to do is say what God has said. That's it. That's it. That's their job. You speak what God speaks. That's it. And you're done. To God, you've done your job. A prophet can sleep 364 days. On the 365th day, God says, get up and prophesy and go back to sleep. He would have done his job. Yet in me and you is the very essence, the very coding of our Creator. Listen to what Jesus says. Matthew chapter 12. Verse 36. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak. For everyone. Somebody has something different? Huh? Somebody has something different from idol? <laughs> Thank you. For, for everyone? For everyone? 
for every careless or useless word. Someone else? Very empty way. For every empty word. Someone else? That's different from all that? Is the same? For every careless or useless word. For every idle or empty word. For every slow. For every slow word. That's the word idle. For every slow word. For every dead word, for every inoperative word, remember, God gauges, God gauges our word by his word. The Bible says the, the logos, the word of God is operative, is alive. So anything that is not alive, he says for every other word that man, he didn't say spirits or demons, is who, who then? Animals. Yeah? For every other word who men may speak, they will what? Now, now let's think of, let's weigh in on this a little bit. Let's, let's weigh in on this a little bit. Number one, for us to consider the seriousness of any word in the Bible, we must look at who says it, right? Who says this? Jesus. Right? Jesus. Now, Jesus, the prophets, the apostles in the Bible, right? In, in terms of uh, judicial ranking, we can say they are lower courts, high court, right? Jesus is the supreme, is the supreme arbiter, is the supreme judge. Nobody comes close to his words. If you read in my meditation book, I say, I say this to you. I say, I say in the Bible, the Gospels reveal the history of Jesus Christ. But the words of Jesus are not history. The words of Jesus are the timeless speakings of God. Jesus said, heaven and earth may pass, but my words remain forever. So no matter who says what in the Bible, you must always see if it's agreeable with Jesus. Now Jesus says this, for every idle, slow, empty, uh, careless, useless word that a man may speak, he says he will give account of it in the day of judgment. Now why, why would you or will you give account for words if they are not important? Why? Why? It's just why would you stand before God and give account on, on the 3rd of January 2001? Jessica, you said this. Give account. He didn't say for some words. He said for every word. So there must be an angel following us around. Listening into everything that we say. Every time we say a slow word or an idle word or an inoperative word, it's written down. It's written down. Is written down. That may be the words that cause you to lose your rewards. So we read that, we realize that <laughs> Jesus takes words seriously. Now, if Jesus didn't take, if God didn't take words seriously, God would not have honored Jacob 
when he cheated his brother from his birthright. You know what happened that day? Esau was coming from the field. He was tired. And he said to his brother, make me some soup. <laughs> Jacob said, okay, fine, I'll make you some soup. But sell me your birthright. Esau said, what is birthright anyway? I'm hungry. Then he said, swear before God that you <laughs> It was only the two of them. There was no Isaac, there was no Rebecca. Only the two of them. Esau said, I'm selling you. He gave them. Years later, when it was time for the blessing, <laughs> who got it? The Bible says, when he came back with tears, when he came back with weeping, says nothing was given anymore why because well they were saying that God heard <laughs> Jesus says you will give an account for every word that is idle imagine you have a session you say this 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 Ori, what are you going to say then he says something strong there that I want to emphasize let's read for by your words, your father's words, your mother's words, society's words, community's words, for by your actions, yeah? your deeds, your works, for by your, by your, by your, by your, by your, the currency of life. By your, by your, by your, you will be what? By your words. By your words, you'll be acquitted, you'll be justified, you'll be put over. By your words. Then he says, by your words you shall be. Think about that judgment. He's talking about the judgment there. Think about it now. You're standing there and what's judging you is not God. What's judging you is everything you have spoken. He says it is your words that will justify you. It is your words that will acquit you or, and con or condemn you. If words are not important, why will we stand before God and give account? on it. Why will we enter into a court session? Because of our words. And notice, he didn't say for every good word. He says the idle words. There's a reason why. There's a reason why. There's a reason why. My brothers, my sisters, there is not a word that has left your mouth that has not created anything. There is not a word that has escaped your lips that has not produced something. Jesus, God said, as the rain cometh down and watered the earth and does not return, but bring forth bud, says, so shall my word be, which goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me more, but shall accomplish whatever I have said. Man is made in the image of God. Listen, 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 listen. 
There is no human being that does not believe. Are you listening? (laughs) Your unbelief is your belief. There's no way you don't believe. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? There's no way. If, If you say you don't believe in healing, it means you believe in sickness. If you say you don't believe in wealth, it means you... There is no way you don't believe. There's no vacuum. Your system does not allow you for that. Your system does not allow you for that. So the issue, the problem that we humans have is that we have been programmed in a way that, that depletes and kills our own capacity to align our faith with God. You are, the Bible says, who you think in your heart. Thoughts are words unspoken. Words are thoughts spoken. That's why you can't think, you can't imagine, you can't process anything without words. You can't. It's impossible. One day, the two, two, the nephew Abraham, Abraham's nephew and Lot separate. And the Bible says, God appeared unto Abraham and said, Look now to the north, to the south, to the east, and to the west. As far as your eyes can see. He says, that I have given you. God didn't say, take a helicopter. Oh, God didn't say climb to the highest mountain. He said, as far as your eyes can see, I is yours. I am giving it to you. And the Bible tells us that Father Abraham saw the whole world. The whole world. He saw the whole world. And God gave it the whole world. Why do I believe this year particularly that this teaching is important? I believe because we have made too many breaches in the spirit because of what we have spoken against us, against Rona self, Rona self, Rona self. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, you've been speaking negatively for 14 years. And you expect after speaking positively and rightly for one month, things will change? You can't rewrite that kind of programming in a day. You can't rewrite that kind of programming in a month. The anointing of God's Spirit will not do what only the Word can do. God will do everything except deal with your mouth. I read you something. Huh. 
Let's read Job, please. And then I want us to read Exodus chapter 4. But let's start with Job, Job 15. Verse 11. Are the consolations of God too small for you? And the word spoken gently with you. Why does your heart carry you away? And why and what do your eyes wink at? That, listen to this, that you turn your spirit against God and let such words go out of your mouth. I read in verse 13 again, that you turn your spirit against God and let that you, you, you turn your spirit against God by letting such words come out of your mouth. <laughs> a man's spirit, a man's heart, turns away from God by what he says. Think, think about it, my brothers and my sisters, that your own heart can turn away from God, not because of your actions, but because of the words of your mouth. Because of the words of your mouth. Says what brought you to the point where your spirit has turned against God and you say such words. Words influence the direction of our spirit. The direction of our heart. What did God say? To someone against Saul. He says, for his heart has turned away from following me. How did he do that? Because he said he will spare Ahab and sheep for the people. Because his heart turned away from me. Numbers. We'll go with Edward Exodus. Numbers. Spirit said to me, my people oppose me. I speak thus, says the Lord. They speak contrary. I say this is what I have planned. They say this is what they see. 
We will never grow as the body of Christ as long as we don't learn homologia, as long as we don't learn confession, saying the same thing that God says, irrespective of what we feel, irrespective of what we see, irrespective of what we experience, saying what God has said. That is the testimony of God. To refuse to let anything come out of your mouth except or that which does not agree with what God said to you. We will, be, we will be reckoned as matured sons and daughters of God when we learn that. When we, it is pride to say something against God. It is pride. And that's what we are exuding every day of our lives. Every single day of our lives. There are times when my wife and I, we don't even, we don't have money. There are things we need to do. We will never argue about money. We will never worry about money. We will never even complain that we don't have money. Never. Because I told her when we got married that this thing, this thing will not be part of our confession. Yeah, but money is not there. It's not there. Yes, I agree. But never will you, will you, will you hear me say, I'm struggling, I'm suffering. Never. God spoke. God spoke. God spoke. God spoke. Why must I write off what God said? Why must I write off what God said? Why must I condemn the word of the living God? Is my word, my thinking, my experience better than his? Why should we bring an evil report to the Lord? That's what the top spies did. God gave them the land, says it is yours. Moses sent out top spies. They saw what they saw. Everything God said they saw. They came back and said, surely the land is the land. What God said to us is in the land, is in the land. Ten of them, ten of them. Said, but there are giants in that land. And we were like grasshoppers before them. And we said to the people, we cannot. Yet God said, I have given it to you. They said, we cannot. God said, I have given And God said to move. The Bible said, the indignation of the Lord rose wax. The indignation of the Lord rose wax against the people of Israel. And he said, why have the people brought an evil report unto the Lord? Or what kind of spirit they are? Then God said, I swear by my own name, this generation shall not enter. Only Joshua and Canaan, for they have a different spirit. God was willing, was willing to annihilate an entire generation and save only two. Why? They brought an evil report. They could not confess. They could not agree with God. They could not agree with God. 
Their circumstances told a better story than God. Their circumstances gave them a reality that they refused the reality of God and substituted it for the reality of their own eyes. Life doesn't change when God speaks. It changes when we agree with Him. When we agree with Him. When we agree with Him. Yeah, but it's taking long. It, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It can take a hundred years, but that should never cause your confession to waver. The integrity of God is not bound to time. Says, let our evil hearts be sprinkled with pure water. What does God regard as an evil heart? A heart that is unpersuadable. He says they could not enter because of unbelief. They were unpersuadable. There was nothing God could say that could cause them to be convinced. If God can convince you with his word, no angel, no experience, no vision can convince you. That's what Abraham said to that rich man. He said, even if somebody from another world can come here, they will not believe. They have Moses and the prophets. If they can't believe words, they can't believe an experience. He said, he sent his word healed them. Exodus chapter 4. Verse 15. God said to us that in 2021, your concern should be what I said. What I said. What I spoke. Let it be your concern. afraid we're too timid why because we think the circumstances should shape up and arrange themselves before we act in alignment with God let's read Exodus chapter 4 verse 15 Verse 14 says, Now the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And look, he's also coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Now you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth. You shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth. And I, God, will be with your mouth and with God says I will be say I will be with you I will be with your mouth look at the expression I will be with your mouth God says I will be with your mouth and his mouth and I shall teach you what to say 
shall teach, I will be with your mouth and his mouth. And I will teach you what you shall say. And it was everything that God taught them that they said that produced mighty signs and wonders. It doesn't matter who you are. God is not looking at your status in life, your station or your background, where you come from. He's always looking to put you above the environment, but you must be willing. You must be willing to allow him to tame your mouth. Not only in the place of prayer, not only in the marketplace, but every day of your life. Every day of your life. Until he gives you a language. He told Jeremiah, do not say I'm a boy. Do not say I'm a youth. He says, I will put my words in your mouth. I will put my words in your mouth. You all know it. Proverbs 15. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. But perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. Three weeks back I said God answers your desires. Today I'm telling you God answers your Just let your speech be seasoned with salt that you may impart, impart grace. There is much more going on in that system that you used to chow, 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 chow. That is your life. That very one scripture. Isaiah. Chapter 16. Did you study 2021's prophecy? The Lord said, the prophets must prophesy. My people must speak my word. There's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason. He says, God will not be silenced. I hope he's not silenced in your life. 
This year, this year, this year, Mama, you talk, you talk to your cupboards, you talk to your fridge. If there's no food, you talk to it. You tell it, you must be full. You must be full. You must bear the testimony. You hold that bread bean by the hand, say you must be full. This is that year. If you go to see the miraculous, if you go to see the power of God, this is the year you must go crazy in your faith. I'm telling you. I'm, if, if you... when he said you must speak my word. The cover, the fridge, your, your, your whole drop, your house must not bear false testimony of God in your life. It only does that because you're timid, you're quiet. You must be fooled. In the name of Jesus, I will not tolerate you empty. That's what, that's what the Spirit of God wants you to do. If you're going to be for signs and wonders, you have to be radical in the dimension of faith. You have to be ready. You have to be like Jesus. You must talk to the tree. They won't give you feeds. You must talk to the waves that try to topple you over. You must talk. You've been praying too much, talking too little. You must talk. Now it's time to talk. It's time to talk. You walk the street like a crazy man. You talk. You tell your parts to a lie. You market with your words. You pre-inclined with your words. You tell your business, I'm the CEO here, and clients are tough. You call them. The Bible says, I will call your sons from the east and the west. He says, I will call them. He says, I will call for the call and increase it. Chapter sixty three. Verse nine. You know it's hard. You know it's tough. Stop saying it. Stop saying it. Already you know. Already you are in it. You know it's tough. Stop glamorizing it.
We resist the spirit. We rebel against the spirit's work with our own lips, with our own tongues, with our own words. In all the affliction, verse 9, he was afflicted. That's how personal God is with his people. In all the affliction, he was afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. And he bore them and carried them all the days of old. But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. So he turned himself against them as an enemy. And he fought against them. The devils you think, you think are fighting you. Is the Spirit of God fighting you? Don't turn against him by your words. Don't turn against Listen, no matter how tough it gets, no matter how tough it gets in your life, rather say his word, his word. Even if you don't believe it, even if you don't agree, even if it's not well, it's well. It's well. It's well. Because what you don't want in your life is to be an enemy of God by your words. What you don't want in your life is to be an enemy of God through your words. Let every man be a liar, but let God be true. He has never told a lie. The Bible says his word, he says the words of the Lord are perfect. If you don't know what to say, get a scripture, get the Bible and say that. And say that, say to the righteous, it shall be well with them. When they shall say, there's a casting down, you shall say, there's a lifting up. You shall decree a thing, and it shall be established. You speak to the womb of the morning, you speak to the womb of the night. Get to work, get to work, my brothers and my sisters. Get to work, you're already behind schedule. Get to work, get to work, get to work, get to work. You have business to do. Listen, you can't afford, you, you can't afford to let your experiences put you down. You can't afford to let the circumstances discourage you. He told Joshua, be of good courageous. Just be of good courage. Be courageous. Be strong. He said, have I not commanded you? Be strong. This thing that has a name, this thing that is giving you an experience, there is a name greater than it. There is a life greater than it. There is a language beyond it. There is a power beyond it. Get to work. Get to work. Get, fix your mindset. I told you last week. Fix your mindset. 
He never told you the weapons would not be formed. He says, whatever he says, he says, every weapon formed, it will be formed, it will be forged, and it will be sent out. The weapons are not there just to stay in the, in the artillery. They are there for you, and they will come. He never said they will come. He said, but because he has set his affections on me, I shall see him in the day of trouble. Get to work. You don't need a degree in talking. Would you fix your mindset? Fix your mindset. Configure your heart. How do you configure your heart? You proliferate it by God's word. You saturate it by God's word. You flood your heart with God's word until all the junk is flooded out. Our mindset has become our strongholds, have become our mental prisons. We want to believe, but we can't. We are like that father say, Lord, help me believe. I believe, help me believe. I believe, help me believe. I believe, help me believe. Because in our minds, we have, we have mental erections, fortifications. It's time to get to work. He says, it's not my word, a hammer. There's no stronghold too powerful for the word of the living God. You have a sword in your mouth. You have a sword in your mouth. One day a man of God said he had, he had, a, he had, he had something growing on his lips. He couldn't understand why is this thing is growing. He took all the antibiotics, he took every single thing, but the thing kept growing. It kept growing, it kept growing, and then he decided, I've taken antibiotics, I've taken every single thing, it's not working, this thing keeps growing. He said every day in the mirror, he would look at it in the morning and in the evening, and he would say to I cut you in the name of Jesus. I cut you in the name of Jesus. Day and night he'd say that, day and night he'd say that. Then six weeks later, he said, I cut you in the name of Jesus. That thing fell off itself from his body. Tell you a story and then we'll close. I was doing grade 9. Grade 9, 2003. It was in 2003. We discovered that my legs, my foot, had a bone. You know the bone on the side of your foot? My foot was protruding, the bone was protruding on both legs. 
So at first I didn't notice until it started giving me problems. When I'd stand, I'd cramp. I'd stand, I'd cramp. So I told my parents that this thing is giving me a problem. And it was growing. It was growing. When I'd wear shoes like this, it would put, you would see it protruding out. You would see it more with leather shoes because you know leather shoes how they are. You would see that thing. It was growing. Both of them. We went to the doctor. Doctor. Yeah, it was around 2005 or something. I can't remember. So the doctor said we have to cut it off. So it was a bone. So what that bone allowed, the tendons that run through the toes, they, they didn't run the right way. So when I'd stand, there would be blood, enough blood flow flowing. So my feet would cramp. I would stand like this and then all of a sudden, you, a person would spasm. So both foot will happen if I'd stood maybe more than an hour. So they went and cut it. Zzz, cut it. Painful. Put plaster on and then that was it. So I was scheduled to do this, the other foot, right? Because they were growing at the same pace. 2009 came into Christ. So this, this foot became well. This foot, it never became worse. The spasms would continue and stuff. The cramps. So 2009, 2010, I'm saved at that time now. 2009, 10, I'm saved. 2011. So we had to go back, but by this time, I knew a little bit about faith in the Word. So, and the cramps were painful, huh? Sometimes it will get you when you're sleeping. You wake up in the middle of the night, yo, you're all tied up, it's painful. One night, I'm reading my Bible. We were preparing for, it was Easter conference, a ministering there, around 2011, yes, 2011, a ministering. So I'm preparing in that week. So the legs, it was painful. So this one night I'm reading the Bible and then it starts. You know you feel when a cramp is coming. So mine it would lock my, my feet or lock my feet and lock it and that thing would run right up until my thighs. So I'm holding my Bible like this, that thing starts. You know, you don't know whether to scream or not to scream. put my Bible, you know, throw my Bible aside, I'm holding that thing, you know, you're, you're hoping, hey, when will this thing end? A thought, a spirit, a thought came. Why don't you hit your foot down on the ground and tell this thing to go? It's painful because that would last 10 to 15 minutes. So it will come and then it will stop. It will come and then it will stop. Without, without, when I got that thought, without second thought, I jumped. I hit it. I said, go in the name of Jesus. When I hit it, I, felt, yeah, I never felt that pain. I hit it. The, the pain rushed from my, from my foot right up until this side. Karo Swaragi stroke right through the side, up my body, up my head, 
out, never to return again. It was the last time I had that pain. All because I acted on the still small voice of, of the Spirit. Now the story is not over. The thing was still growing. So, <laughs> so you know what I do? That was when I heard that man of God say, I cut this thing off. You know what I do? Every morning before I went to school, I'll hold that thing. I say, in the name of Jesus, you disappear. Every day. I was not, if I remember, I'll do it. In the name of Jesus, you grow, disappear. In the name of Jesus, you. Until this foot, that bone, went back to the bone level that was cut here. You can't stay with this thing and fail. You can't. It's impossible. You can't stay. You can't homologia. You can't confess. You can't agree with God. You see, many people think confession, you know, no, confession is agreeing with God. That's all there is. God says you're well, I'm well. It's, that's it. I'm well. That's, that's agreeing with God. Why do we struggle in other areas of our lives when the same rewards, benefits are accessed through the same way we got our salvation? When you got saved, you say, I believe in Jesus, I'm saved, amen. <laughs> Forgive my sins, and you were saved. You agreed that he raised him from the dead and he is Lord of all. Get to work. The deficiency in your life is a direct reflection of the quality of your words. The quality of your language. Whatever deficiency. Remember, says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Get to work. Get to work. Get to work. I read a little book years ago. A little book. You can prophesy your way through victory. I read it. In that book, the man of God said, he would wake up. <laughs> His wife, child, had two children, small children. They're living in a... <laughs> This kitchen is big. They're living in a small room like this with broken windows, no curtain. It says in the middle of the night, while the wife and the children were sleeping on the ground, on the floor, he would wake up and pace the floor throughout the night and speak God's word. He said, I, I said, said those days, my food was prophesied. Says he will wake up and prophesy while they were sleeping. We are getting out of this mess. The Lord is bringing us over with tears in his eyes, looking at his wife, looking at his children. <laughs> you, you, with that kind, with those kind of, you all, you all know the story. It's a happy ending. There's always a happy ending when a man chooses to. Align himself with God, there's always a happy ending. 
We need to get to work. Amen. We need to get to work. Alright? You need to get to work. Get to work. Get to work. Meditate on God's word. Teach yourself to speak. Speak, speak, speak. Can you listen to me? Whatever is troubling you, you speak to it. But believes that the things which he says shall be done. He shall have whatsoever he says. He shall have whatsoever he says. Let's not fight God in our lives. Hallelujah. Let's not fight God. Hallelujah. Let's agree with God. Praise the Lord. Don't you get everything, every, every prophecy that God has spoken to you, that you have gotten from men and women of God all over, you've written it down or you, you, you've saved it on your phone, you get it. As you hear it, you speak 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 it. Until you are a mad man. See how your life will turn out. Words are creators of environment. God can place you. It is desire. Bless the Lord. It says, by a prophet, by a prophet, by a prophet, he delivered them. By a prophet, he preserved them. Let's all stand. Remember what was shared with you today. Hallelujah. Think about it. Brood over it. Meditate on it. And remember what the Lord said to you. I said I want to read you something, right? I don't think I read it. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the realm of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. The realm of God frames your life. The realm of God. In your life, see, in, in your life, there are many things you are you may be forgiven for not valuing but let not the name of god be one of them you see that thing is the one most important factor to the progression of your life 
Honor the name of God more than anything. More than anything in your life, honor it. Honor it. But God has spoken. Treasure it. Like David said, above all gold and silver. That is the thing that will put you over. There's not a man that I've read about in the Bible or who has ever lived who has truly, truly honored and followed the rhema of God that came to rubble in life. He don't, they don't exist. Even if they were rubble, <laughs> their life changed. Their life changed. We Africans, we black people, have our minds polluted by our society. But it's up to you and me to let the word of God deliver us. To let the word of God put us over. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither black nor white here. But all are one in Christ. May God help us. May God help us. May God help us rid ourselves of the programming of our past. May God help us rid ourselves of the programming of society and the environments to which we belong. May his word save us as he saved his people. When he sent his word and delivered them out of all the afflictions, may he do so with our lives. May his life in you become a testimony for others to see. May you be able to tell a story of how good and big your God is. I pray for you that the days of your life may be a testimony, a testimony of God's goodness, a testimony of God's grace, that no barrenness and emptiness be found in your life, that only abundance and fruitfulness. Let it not rain but pour. Let it not rain but pour blessing upon blessing, grace upon grace. And I still repeat the words of the Lord earlier this morning, the battle is over. The battle is over. When you go out this place this afternoon, you look at whatever it is, you say it's over. The, ba the battle is over. It's over. It's over. The story has already been written. It's over. No matter how loud it screams back at your face, you laugh and say, the Lord said it's over, it's over. I don't need to give you any regard anymore. I don't need to give you any consideration anymore. The Lord said it's over. So I believe the Lord and I agree with him. It's over, it's over. Just the righteous are as bold as lions. Be bold as lions. Be bold as lions. Especially after you've heard God speak. Be bold. Be bold. Be bold. Be bold. One, one, one person said to me that the Lord told them, that he, he, he said to them, Thus says the Lord, it shall be like a dream. 
It shall happen overnight, but it shall be true. Oh, I heard that my spirit leaped and I said it, Lord, it shall be like a dream. It shall happen overnight and it shall be true. It shall be true. When God speaks, he speaks for all. Whoever believes, remember it. Whoever believes, whoever believes, Lord, we bless you. Lord, the anointing of God's spirit is here, my brothers and my sisters. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Someone asked, how do you know? How do you know that it's here? How, how, how do you feel it? How do you know? How do you know? Oh, Samuel puts it nice. He said, you shall be like another person. You shall be like another, you shall be turned into another man. The spirit of, woo, of God is here. Something is, 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 is rewritten in the fabric of time. There's a recoding, a realignment. It's a restoration in simpler terms, yes. The Lord is restoring you. The Lord is restoring you. Some of you have lost, you've lost opportunities, you've lost, you, you've lost time because you, you, you were catering and living somebody else's life. And your dreams have died because you needed to take care of this, needed to take care of that. You have spent your money and you're at the point that said, Lord, I can't anymore. I can't, I can't, I can't, Lord, I can't, Lord, anymore. The Lord is saying, I'm restoring. I'm restoring. I'm restoring. The years that have been stolen from you. The joy that have been stolen from you. The dreams that have been stolen from you. I know I'm talking to someone. I'm restoring the opportunities that slipped you by because you needed to be a pillar. I'm restoring the spirit of God is saved. And in a moment of time, my Lord Tokilo Baese Ferigota El Gimo Monsaile Parato Sainongo Fe Pelesai Dine Fe Par Iconch and in a moment of time, in a moment of time, in a moment of time, in the twinkling of an eye, the Lord says, it is done for you. That anointing is in this place. That anointing is in this place. That anointing is in this place. 
your emotions has interrupted your walk in life. The Lord said, I'm fixing even that area. Hidden depressions are being lifted in this house now. You even lost yourself in the emotions. But the Spirit of God is saying, I'm restoring. I'm restoring the form of beauty you once had, said the Lord. Like a phoenix that rises from the ashes, you shall rise again, says the Lord. And your beauty shall be seen. There's an anointing, my, my brothers and my sisters. Chris, lift me up here. Lift me up here, son. There's an anointing. There's an anointing. And I can't have us leave here without it having done its mandated assignment. There's an anointing in this place. There are things that have been loosed. There are things that have been loosed. There are things that are being loosed in the soul. Tamigo Sanda. The Lord is correcting thought patterns. You wondered why? Why do I always think like this? Why do I always think this way? Why? 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 The Lord is shattering that stronghold. You no longer think that way. Jesus has graced us with his anointing. Oh, Grilli Kle Suzuno no Hosidabi, Travino Kronstodoli Amanshala Trakabadai. The Lord said, I will give you eyes and you will see yourself as I see you. I will give you eyes and you will see yourself as I see you. No longer will you see yourself according to your former mindset. Oh, there's a correction here, says the Lord. Oh, Sanda Balikra, Sanda Balaka, Setelegaro Soto, Zolo Bronska, Tapra Kilabansha. Some, some here have suffered the scars of molestation, the scars of rape. The Spirit of God is saying, I'm healing even those parts, the scars that have hindered you from expressing who you are. The Lord is saying right now, I'm rewriting the script. I'm rewriting the coding. The Spirit of God is saying, no longer will you identify yourself as one who was molested. No longer will you identify yourself with one who was wrong. The Spirit of God is healing you. The anointing of God's Spirit is here. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed in your soul. Be healed. Be healed. No, I love you, says the Lord. I love you, says the Lord. I love you, says the Spirit of God. I love you, say you're not filthy, says the Lord. I've clothed you with my garments. You are my jewel of beauty, says the Spirit of the living God. Something is happening. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. 
Samalika Sande Narika Sonda la gratis Sande Sarimande Bretele Kasonde Rigidae Sharamande Some of you, you You have never been able to get over the words That your parents and And yeah Have spoken over your life They've been like a grip Over your life The Spirit of God says I shut up I shut up The influence of those words There's an anointing in this house 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 Lord, someone is asking, when will I ever be healed? When will I ever be well? Today, says the Lord. Today. You will walk out of this place free. You will walk out of this place free. Sanda Krushanda Banika Sota Ramon Takiabasia. Oh. Shalamu Setelegedebaha. Let your life find form. Your life shall not be like Reuben. Your life shall not be like Reuben. No, the Lord is giving your life form. The Lord is giving your life form. There's a you just lift up your hands and receive the anointing of the Spirit of God. It's not hard to receive from God. It's not hard to receive from God. Just say, Lord, I receive, believing in your heart. And the anointing of God is put into your spirit, into your life. Oh, something is happening in this place. My Lord, oh, something is happening. Finally, 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 after so many years. Finally, finally, after so long, after so many years, finally, finally, my God, my God, my God, my God. so long I've waited so long Lord finally finally today Ramboti Kezoni Katia Elito Febelia 
the spirit, this, this anointing is still flowing in this house. Means there's more, there's more to receive from him. Think about those in your life, in your family that needs it. Think about them, think about them. Think about them. The Lord, the anointing as intelligence. The anointing of God as intelligence. He can go right now and touch and affect a life. A family member, a relative, a loved one, husband, wife, friend. Yes, is the anointing of the spirit. Demons can live now. Lives can be free now.
Finally. Oh God. Finally. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Still, this anointing was doing a deep work. A deep work. I still feel that there's still... Lamolia Tano, remember the Guni Saranja Doska Namaharia. I'm doing the Gishikibai. The Spirit of God says, Give me way, give me way, give me way, give me way. Libasi Babaha, Osto, Mememitro, Sondo, Egbegrino, Kondo, Bebeyen, Eskai, Malum, Devieda, Adom, Beginia, Odudia, Trodotos, Advagbogi, Dog Megaven Bani. The light of God is black Yeah. 
I know something has changed, something has shifted. I know it. We bless you, Holy Spirit. 
The anointing is not emotion. It's not emotional. It may, it may cause emotions, but it's not. It is the empowering of the Spirit, the dynamic operation of God's power, the extension of His hand over our lives. And you know, you know it, you know it when it's there. And we thank the Lord for giving us the opportunity to take advantage of this moment. A deep work is taking place. Some things has been corrected in our lives. Ah, thank you, Lord. Amen. So I pray for your tithes, for your offerings, and I bless them for the blessing of Melchizedek. May God open every door and rebuke every devourer and increase your life. May he cause his grace to abound that you having all sufficiency may be able to abound in every good work. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. You can uh, give. And the Lord says, do not let the activities in your nation alarm you. For I am moving, says the Spirit of God. And yes, says the Lord, no longer shall the silence be silenced. But now, says the Spirit of the living God, like a trumpet I will sound in every corner of this nation. And yea, my voice shall be heard. My voice, the Spirit of God says, shall be revealed. For the time has come for the Lord, the one, the great one from Zion to arise from his dwelling. And all nations shall see and know that I am he. And the Spirit of God is saying, I'm giving to my people authority, a new kind of authority, where with their words, they'll be able to speak and mountains will fall. Where with their words, they'll be able to speak and even giants shall fall. And yes, where are the bold, where are the courageous? Let them come out of their hiding and speak, says the Lord. For there's a tremor, a tremor coming, and you shall even feel it, says the Lord, physically. But this is the convergence of the power of the Spirit, of the stored powers of the Spirit. For there's an authority arising in this nation, says the Lord. An authority not known, an authority never experienced before. What is it, they may ask? It is the authority of my kingdom, says the Lord. And it is not with the many, but it is with the few. The few who will bear my name and pounce as lions and devour all the works of the wicked. And the Lord says, the works of the wicked shall be brought to the gates of the righteous. For the time has come, says the Spirit of the living God. The day of reckoning has come. The day of reckoning has come, says the Spirit of the living God. And the judgment has been made. Ooh, Jesus. Jesus. Ooh. Jesus. Ooh. The day will come. 
when this nation will have three presidents in one year says the spirit of God how shall this be for there shall be confusion all over but no says the spirit of God that I am he that controls the tides says the Lord and it shall happen until the one whom I've chosen to lead this nation into greater prosperity and the destiny that I have set for it arises and he strengthened says the spirit of the living God Zelingo sky fraklendos relesondo bardike stondo fresaila armikondo brevestando arlegdo shanda barrectes ke varambalishka and the secto and the devil is quivering he's quaking for yeah he has seen the purposes of the Lord are prevailing he has seen that the Lord who out strategized him I see it, I see it, Lord, I see it, I see it, le pukre pate katro, I see it, I see it, I see it, I see it, I see it. He has thought and determined that this nation shall fall, but no, it shall not fall, says the Spirit of the living God, for there are those who have prayed and sought my face. There are those, lift up, lift up, lift up, lift up, lift up, there are those who have prayed and sought my face, those who have sought me, those who have stood upon the walls of this nation and said no Lord this nation shall not fall and I have heard says the spirit of the living God I've heard says the spirit of the living God and I shall not says the Lord cast away the expectation of the watchers I have heard and I'm sending sentinels upon the walls of this nation says the spirit of God and yes you will see a political shaking as you have never seen there will be an uproar in every political environment in every political arena says the spirit of the living God yes I see I see that the Lord has sent out a roar a roar upon the constituency of this nation and oh there's a quiver there's a quiver there's a quiver there's a quiver I even see that there are many who are about to die many who are about to be judged many who are about to be imprisoned and the spirit of God is saying those who you thought were impregnable those whom you thought were insurmountable those who thought they could not be called the spirit of God say I have eyes everywhere and now I will show you where they are and, uh, 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 I will even lead some to where the dead bodies lie all the hidden monies the spirit of God is saying I am bringing them out I will show you where they've hidden them says the Lord I am anointing those who are for justice and righteousness in those political spheres, says the Lord. And yes, I will embolden them, says the Lord. I have said that their plans shall not prevail, and they shall not prevail. Klaus Schwab, where are you? I shall strike you with a strong, says the Lord, before the turn of fall, before the turn of this year. I told you I am walking the nations 
I am walking the nations and I give to every man what his works deserve. Diabasia. Do not be alarmed, says the Lord. 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 There is a dismantling of several international organizations. The Lord says, I'm dismantling them. Just like I did, the kingdom of Greece, well, like Alexander the Great, I split it into four. There are some international organizations I am splitting into four. Oh, they will rise no more and shall not be as strong as before, says the Lord. The thing that Harry Kissinger started, the Spirit of God says, I'm dissolving. What Harry Kissinger started, I am dissolving, says the Spirit of the living God. I'm in the spirit and I see a funeral of Joe Biden and the Somalia Akora and the Lord says the witch that they will try to put on the throne in the White House shall not be there. I told you not to rule Trump out, says the Lord. Don't rule him out, for my Trump will be and shall trap it in not too far from now, says the Lord. The world will see a spectacle. There's a spectacle that's about to play itself. I'm in the court, I'm in the spirit, and I see Jesus with a long, long road. And the Lord said, I'm putting back the nations back in their place, back in their position, back in their place. Ah, China, you are going back. You are going back like a dog with its tail in its legs. I'm in the spirit, and I see Turkey. I see Turkey. I see Turkey, I see Turkey disintegrating, dismantling. Turkey, you be like the Ukraine, a failed state. And the Lord said, I'm telling you this to know that I know all things, I see all things, and I'm in control of the nations. Oh, oh, thank you, Jesus.
Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Jesus. Amen. You're blessed. Praise the Lord. Amen. So the first week of March, I know we didn't have the um, Life and Destiny Seminar, right? It's fine, we'll move it to another date. The first week of March, first or second week of March, we will have Wealth Conference, right? Yeah, we'll probably have it in the Mafias, uh, but we'll, we'll communicate, all right? Uh, yeah, uh, I think that's it. Amen. Y'all are blessed. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys on on Sunday, okay? Enjoy the rest of okay. On, on, on Friday, on Friday we'll just have to talk to Dika's mom. On Friday we might have prayer at church, right? So uh in their mafia, so we just have to we'll talk to Dika's mom and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll give the announcement. Amen. Uh, yeah, so if you if, if you want the books uh, for now, come to Nero, uh, pay him the money, or he'll come to Nero. He'll give you a deposit uh, account, deposit account number, and then you just deposit the money. Give him a proof of payment, and you can get your books. All right? Yeah, I said like I said, the the prosperity one is is three hundred and twenty. All right, and then same price for all these ones, uh, the burden of the prophet and so forth. Amen. So if you want every if you want all of them at the same time, 